Hello and welcome to the Third and Goal podcast. Today we look ahead to the greatest show on earth, the Super Bowl. Can Tom Brady add a seventh ring and deliver the Bucks their first Super Bowl since 2003 when they smashed the Oakland Raiders 48-21? Or will Patrick Mahomes in his outstanding offence win a second consecutive Super Bowl? Not only this, but we will have the best betting lines on the big game, some fun betting lines, our feature the extra point, and another question related to our fantasy football league. I am your host, Tom Brady fanboy, Fred Patton. I'm joined today by Falcons fanatic, Rob Monk, our guest and friend of the show, Big Ammo from Clutch Up Props podcast, and last but not least, our resident Bucks fan, the excitable Dan Hughes. How are we all doing today? I just want to say, Fred, that you need to cool down with our intros because you put me and Dan to shame on these like he has spent hours writing that I even noticed well, you had one written and when it's my turn I go yeah hi everyone uh, right here we go <laughs> day off work today <laughs> I just write a few simple words because I forget otherwise and Fred goes like all out sky sports on us <laughs> dramatic yeah other than being belittled by your intro Fred we're, we're well thank you <laughs> am I I'm well, my friend. Everything's good. Very good. Well, should we jump right in? Before we hear how great the Bucks are for the next 30 minutes, should we get a view from uh, you, Rob? What do you think the big talking points are for you in the build-up to this game? Uh, well, I suppose there's so many. I mean, obviously Tom Brady. Um, as much as it pains me to say, you can't deny that He's the goat, really, can you? Um, <laughs> you um, want to? The what? You want to? I, I, okay. No, I don't think I could. I don't think. I, <laughs> I think if I could dispute it, then I would be on here disputing it. But I don't think you can. It just hurts me to say it. Um, <laughs> and I think you know what he's done going to the books, and you know I didn't think that Tom Brady going there would you know propel him into the Super Bowl, and what what he's done this season there has been incredible. Um, so obviously that's going to be a big talking point. Can he win a, another ring at the Buccaneers? Um, obviously Patrick Mahomes. You know if he can win two in a row, you know he, he's going to be propelling even more so up that. You know over his career, can he surpass what Brady has done in his career? I know it's a bit too early to be talking about that. I think it's going to be you know two great offenses. We've spoken about that with both our guests on the Buccaneers. Um, podcast we've just done with James and the Chiefs podcast that we did with John there's two great offences there um, the books have got I don't think the books as offence is as strong as the Chiefs but I think the books as defence is probably stronger than the Chiefs maybe so I think it's going to be things going to be closer than a lot of people think I think when you look at across what experts are saying um, across the media and things like that. A lot of people have got the Chiefs winning this. I think it's going to be a close game. I hope it's going to be a really good game as well. Mm. Dan, do you want to... Uh, go on. You must be itching. Itching to have a go at this. What? How are the Bucks going to win? Yeah, go on. Again, I'm going to try <laughs> not to talk for half hour, but I think... <laughs> The offences are, are very similar, right? They're both loaded. They're both stacked. You've got the greatest quarterback of all time by the success he's had against probably what is shaping up to be the best quarterback uh, ability-wise, potentially of all time. 
both weapons and receivers everywhere. I think the difference on the offense side of the ball is that Tampa can run the ball on Kansas. I think Kansas will struggle to run the ball on, on the Bucks. So hopefully there's some joy that we can have or have there to open up some play action and different things. Kansas don't need to run the ball too often. It's not in their script. It's not in their game plan. They don't need to. Um, defense, I think, could be a big thing. Um, they make some plays. They've got some big guys there. Um, but I think our defense has been slept on for a long time, as, as I've said before. And I think we can get to Mahomes more than they can get to Brady, I think. The standard four-man rush for us, Vita Vey up the middle, JPP, Sue, and um, Shaq Barrett can get pressure on Mahomes without having to blitz. I think if we blitz him, he hurts us. I think we can get to him with those four. Um, on the flip side of that, I don't know if the Chiefs can. I think they will blitz Brady because everyone knows if you can get Brady pressure in Brady's face, you can force a, an error from him and get to him. Um but I think we'll use a running back to block. I think if we get the running game going, we've got the play action. Buys us the time to get the running back to block. We've got Gronk, who we haven't seen in the playoffs as an attacking weapon. We've seen him as a stand-in-the-way guy. He's a big guy to go around the outside of, right? So just stand there and block and block and block. And we've seen the emergence of Cam Bright as a receiving tight end as a result. So I don't think this will be a case of an offense going out there and blowing one or the other away and winning the game. For me, I think it's which defense can limit the other offense the most. It's going to be the team that comes out with a win. I mean, you've you've mentioned there about, obviously, blitzing and stuff like that. And I know I touched upon it with James that the Chiefs um, team blitzed the ninth most in the regular season of any other team. And that doesn't mean anything really, does it? I mean, if you blitz the most, and you're terrible at it, and you give up a chunk of plays every game, then the fact that you're blitzing all the time doesn't mean anything. But they did rank 11th in quarterback pressures. And I just wonder if if they can get that pressure on Brady, is it going to force him into mistakes, potential turnovers? And that, I think, could swing the game more in the Chiefs' favour than it could if it was the other way around. Yeah, we saw one of the interceptions that he threw against Green Bay was almost certainly caused by the pressure up the middle to him that forced the error throw. So it's a concern. I don't know. I'd... The blitz is what well, if they do it that often, you know it's coming. We can't do it to them because Mahomes will just pick us apart and it's too dangerous. So we need the front four to get pressure. Um, Fred, you've seen Brady and Gronk for years, right? Brady mm-hmm. can, can cope with it, can he? He's not going to... He's not going to want to get up off the floor a lot, is he, at 43? My theory on Brady is quite interesting. So, last season with the Pats, because he had less protection than he had in previous years, he was actually more happy to take the sack. And there was a slight increase in his sack rate um, because he had so few options. For me, the more talented his offense is, the less happy he is to take the sack because he thinks, well, I can I can make up those yards. But last year, um, he certainly seemed, well, I don't think everyone's ever happy about being sacked, but he seemed happier to take um, being sacked. So it's an interesting thing you raised a moment ago where you said that he does have that mistake in him if, if people are people are close to him, um, which last year for me was actually, even though we knocked out in the first week of the playoffs, one of his better years to, to get that team to 12-4 and four was an outstanding effort because it was pretty useless in comparison to what he's had, and it's pretty similar to what Cam's had this year. Um, so, yeah, I think he's... There is that mistake in him with that that better offence for me, weirdly. I think if the books are going to win 
Well, they need to really limit the mistake, or Brady needs to limit the mistakes. You know, we've spoke about it all season long that, and like John said when he came on, is that the Chiefs can put up points in an instant. You know, in the blink of an eye, if you give them the ball, the next thing you know is they could be in the end zone. So what have you got to do? You've got to not give them the ball, not turn it over, not throw interceptions and just try and keep the ball away from from Mahomes and put points up when you, when you have got the ball. But the, the Chiefs have the, the worst red zone defence in the league. They give up more touchdowns in a red zone than any other team. So this is the old teams that they go into going, we have to score touchdowns, field goals won't do, we have to score touchdowns and they try and force it a little bit sometimes. If they played the natural game, the Chiefs' defence have shown that that comes from the red zone. <clears throat> you can put up points against them. The Raiders showed that. That's how they beat them. It wasn't a case of stopping the, the Chiefs because it's not impossible to do. It was a case of actually, let's go out and score more than them by just playing our natural aggressive game. And if there's one coach that is aggressive, it's Bruce Arians, let's face it. No risk it, no biscuit. And he's got the players there that have the abilities to see that plan through as well. If, uh, yeah, I think it definitely has. I just, I just think that you know, you definitely can put points against the Chiefs. I mean, they've got a decent defense. It's better than it was last year, I think. But um, they're they're not the greatest defense in the league. Um, but what you've not got to do is you can't score points if you turn the ball over. So you've got to look after the ball as well when you've got it. Yeah, we didn't do that in the first game against them. We threw two interceptions. Um, but then our defence forced a fumble off them, you know, so it's only a, a net one, which doesn't hurt you too much. We got hurt in that game in other ways. The, the turnover differential probably wasn't a great one. Something I want to ask both of you, or all of you really, so Brady Mahomes <laughs> in itself is 2-2. The one really big game that they've had against each other was the AFC Championship game where the Pats beat the Chiefs 37-31. Is there going to be something in Mahomes' mind where he's thinking, right, I need to beat Brady on the big stage. Is that going to be a concern for him? Because I, I don't think it will affect Brady. Brady's played in this league for such a long time. Maybe a little tick in the box, but nothing too too wonderful. But is there going to be something in the back of Mahomes' mind thinking, I need to beat Brady to show everyone how good I am, in spite of the fact he is obviously very, very good? I mean, I think experience helps. And obviously, Brady's got experience in abundance. So... Uh... Um, Mahomes I don't know I don't think it will I think the level that he's playing at I'm sure that he knows that right now he is the best quarterback in the NFL as of right now and he's going to know that and he's going to know the weapons he's got around him and I think the fact that he's got this big game against Brady I think he'll probably be relishing it more than it's going to be playing mind games in his head but does it not go the other way, right? Tiger Woods was one of the, if not the greatest golfer of all time, and he won some tournaments by just being there or thereabouts and people looking at the scoreboard and seeing his name two shots back, second on the leaderboard. And that could happen to Mahomes. He's, you know, he's in that occasion against the best, most successful quarterback at that occasion in their, in their ground. Could that almost, what you'd call a scoreboard pressure of that, get to him? Well, it's such a big, big feather in the cap. If Mahomes beats Brady this weekend, obviously Mahomes is going to go on and win quite a few Super Bowls. I think most people would agree with that. But if he beats Brady this weekend, then he can almost tick every box throughout his career because Brady is viewed as the GOAT. 
Um, if he doesn't beat Brady and then he never faces Brady in a in a big game or a Super Bowl occasion again, then that's for me. It's probably just something that just missing when he had the opportunity to do it. Maybe. I think you know if you know it's all lifts and butts, and we can sit here and say, is it going to play on anyone's mind? And we don't know what's actually going on inside the head, so we're just guessing really. But you know, if anything, I would imagine that it's going to be how the game pans out in the early stages, if there's going to be anything that any doubt in their mind. If you start going down a couple of scores and you are susceptible to that sort of pressure, then maybe they are going to be sitting on the sidelines thinking, oh my God, I'm two scores down, where do we go from here? Or if they're of a strong mindset, they think, right, we're two scores down, we've got to start putting points on the board. If anyone's going to have any doubt in their mind and it's going to play on their mind, then I think when it's nil-nil and it's kickoff, I think they'll probably both go in there and just think, we can win this. Mm. But I think any doubt will be caused by if they end up going down by a couple of scores. But, you know, again, it's all ifs and buts, really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I don't think either team's going to end in the game with a lot of doubt for me. So we were 17 points down in the regular season game. We stuck at it, we changed the plan, we come back, <clears throat> we lost by three. So we know, well, I mean, we beat them 24-10 on the remainder of the game, the remaining three quarters. So we know we can outscore them for three or the four quarters. We've just got to be a bit closer going into the three quarters. So for me, I think we know even if we get behind a couple of scores, we know we can get back at them and we know we can stop them and we know we can put points against them. The Chiefs on the other side of the coin have been behind in a lot of games and have been behind a long way in a lot of games and they're never beaten and will come back. So they're not going to doubt if they fall a couple of scores back either. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, right? It's a real tough one to... Mm. And this is what you want, right? I think this, looking at the the conference championships and that, the four teams that were left, this is a game everyone wanted to see, really, I guess, right? Apart from Rob, who's a Falcons fan. <laughs> <clears throat> But even if he'd admit, this is set up, this matchup of these two teams in Tampa, the home ground is normally worth around about three, three and a half points. I think John alluded to in our other episode. So we lost by three points. Stick that on a money line, we're bang level. It's going to be tight. How do you see it going, Fred? So I want the Bucks to win... No, because you don't. of Brady and Gronk. No, let's be honest. Because I love I, Brady. I think the Chiefs. I just love Tom Brady. I think the Chiefs will win, sadly. Um, which doesn't make me very happy. But I think, I think Mahomes will, uh, will lead the Chiefs to victory. Put a score on it, Fred. Go on. I'll put a score on it. I'll go. So. deep in thought. Yeah, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, relatively high-scoring game. I'll go 34-28. Chiefs. But that said, that said, if that is in that situation with seven minutes to go and Brady has the ball, then, you know, my mind probably changes a little bit, but I'll stick with 34-28 Chiefs. But if that's the situation, seven minutes to go, Brady has the ball. Brady is very good at winning games late, has the experience in big pressure situations, and the Bucks will win. <laughs> If that is the score, seven minutes out. But I think that'll be the, the score. How about yourselves? I'll be your go next, hello, Rob, because we all know which side of the fence I'm falling on. 
<laughs> so I'm going Bucks. I've predicted the Bucks in every stage against the run of the play all the way through so far. Um, I've got to back my boys. I'm going to have Bucks winning 36-32. Okay, Rob. <laughs> um, I think, like you two, there'll be more points scored this game than what there was when they met in Week 12. I've gone Chiefs 33-27. Ammo, to lead you in, before you go into your, your betting lines, what are you Hold saying? Hold on, you're on Chiefs, did you say, Rob? Sorry, I missed that. Yeah, Chiefs. I just want to be sure so that next week when we did the review, I can just have it clear that you... You didn't even this. have to ask, did you, Dan? <laughs> no, I didn't really, no. <laughs> I, you, I'll see you next week, then. <laughs> <laughs> Ammo, how do you see it going? What are you saying, Ammo? I'm really undecided on the side, to be honest. Um... It's it's a close game. I think it's going to be a really fascinating game. Um, I want to see how Kansas City uh, cope with their well, how the books cope uh, cope with the cover four that Kansas City is going to do uh, to sort of nullify the the threat. And uh, I want to see how well Tampa does against Hill um, because well, he skinned them last time. And if you're going to put too many people sort of doing <laughs> deeper defensive uh, defensive backs further, well, deeper down. It's just going to open for Khalees. So it, it's a two-edged sword. I think it's going to be lots of points and hopefully it's going to be most of our prop bets are going to go over. Well, what's he, what are you saying score-wise? What are you saying? Score-wise? Um, I think it's going to be a draw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go... I think Chiefs will just pip it. I think it's going to be 31-27. I've pitched a the scoreline there, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And then prop bets-wise, what, uh, what have you got for us? Uh, well, there's, it, <laughs> there's loads of... What, do you want the novelty ones? What's our points, Diana? What's our points over-under? Because we've all gone with a lot of points in this game, right? Mm. Yeah, we what's have. What's points yeah, over-under? So, currently, the booking is you to win are 11-8. to eight. Uh, the Chiefs are uh, eight to thirteen, and the points are. Uh, that's on the money line, so you can get Tampa Bay at plus three at ten to eleven. Kansas Chief at minus three at ten to eleven, and the points is. Can't find it on Skybet. Let's go elsewhere. Uh, point, sorry, is fifty six. Okay. All of us are over 58, 60, 62, and 68. Yeah, so that could be it means probably... nothing. Back under <laughs> 14 tens. Yeah. Uh, Fred, I'll take three nil right now as long as it goes the right way. <laughs> My heart will be having palpitations watching a three nil game in the Super Bowl, but I'll take it. <laughs> Maybe in play, then trying to get something on the uh, second half points if we think that there's going to be a comeback somewhere on the line. I mean, Chiefs. Uh, if Chiefs are behind, you, you no doubt they're going to go and try and attack as much mm. as they possibly can. And you know the books are going to as well. So the, the second half points is probably around about 26. So that okay. might go over. So that might be an angle. Both teams start team. slow. Both teams rise later in the game. So it's not a bad shout, Ammo. But the Super Bowl leads to lots of crazy bets, right? There's some markets out there that are all over the place. Do you want to run us through a couple, Ammo, what we got and... 
Mm. Well, we may as well go with the national anthem. Is it going to be under or over two minutes? Um, I've to a podcast of the day. It's going to be sung by a lady called Jasmine Sullivan, and she's uh, teaming up with a uh, country and western singer called Eric Church. Neither of oh, yeah, whom yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I've heard of anyway. So, what? There's a theory going round that it's potentially going to go under because Jasmine Sullivan sung in the, the National uh, Hockey League finals uh, three years ago for their big tournament, and she went well under that. Mm. And the fact that this Eric Church is in as well, there's a, to answer with it being a duo, it's going to go under a lot easier because both of them will be quick and everything up. So the, it's 10 to 11 under two minutes. It's quite interesting. They'll have uh, a really long instrumental in the middle now. There's always fun. Gatorade. Go on then, chat. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So we looked at Gatorade colour. What Gatorade colour is thrown over the winning coach? Um, last year, for the record, the Chiefs had orange. Um, which takes me away because I want to say orange based on the Bucks winning and having some creamsicle in in that stadium somewhere in them pictures. It's as close as they can get, but I'm going to go and a winning Gatorade is going to be blue. It's the best flavour anyway. Anyone else, chaps? I was going to say orange on the basis that every, practically every time I've ever seen it tips or thrown about, it's always been orange that I can sort of remember. I did see when I looked on Skybet that there was a clear option. Did they do a clear option Gatorade? Yeah, they do. Yeah. That was going to be. I was thinking about that one personally. But um, I'm going to go orange because I, I I don't know what the COVID protocols are. <laughs> you, might, you might not actually be allowed to tip over the Gatorade at the end, so it might not be able to use a. I don't know. I'm sure, they won't be able to share this barrel or whatever it is. So they might actually just be water. So clear might be a, a well in that sort of regards. Now you said that, Emma, I'm going to go clear. <laughs> so thank you everyone <laughs> did you also know there's a bet and I don't think I've spoke to any of you about this in the week but there is a bet and I can't for the life of me think of the odds I think it was about 66 to 1 for a touchdown scorer to celebrate and throw the ball into the end of the cannon on the pirate ship <sighs> did you know that <laughs> it's about a 45 yard throw up about 25 rows of seats into a boat into the end of a cannon. Is that so you got to get to the cannon? Yep. Can you see anyone doing that? No. 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 <laughs> Holmes would probably do it from the other end zone. To be fair, he could probably launch it that far. He could, he could make that, I reckon. Well, Orange is the favourite as the Super Bowl novelty Gatorade at, that's at mm-hmm. five to at sixty-five, and then you've uh, Red, Pink, Yellow, Green, then Clear at thirteen to two. Oh. Then purple and blue all the way down the bottom, eight to one. Come on, the blue. Just before we move on to other couple of sections, and I just want one word answer from all three of you. But which team out of the two of them will fear the other one being seven points behind, ten minutes to go with ball in hand? Do you think the Chiefs will fear the Bucks more, or the Bucks will fear the Chiefs more? Because both teams can come back, but then you've got Brady's experience, I guess. Chiefs fear the Bucks more. The Bucks defense is that young; it's fearless. One word, easy. Looks <laughs> for the Chiefs more. Am I? Uh, Chiefs. Cool. The, the day. 
So we've got a couple other bits to go through. Um, Rob is going to talk a little bit about, more about our fantasy football now. So over to you, Rob. Yeah, so if you listened last week, then you'll have already heard about this. If you haven't, we are launching our own fantasy football leagues, the third and goal guillotine leagues. If you don't know what a guillotine league is, it's pretty simple. There's no <coughs> weekly matchup. The lowest scorer gets eliminated every week. That's the only important thing. So you have to just concentrate on not being the lowest scorer and you'll progress into the next game week. And they're really fun. It adds a different dimension to fantasy football. And if you want to join us, it's pretty simple. All you've got to do is, well, you've done the hard bits. You've listened to us for over half an hour. So <laughs> that's a victory in itself. The rest of it is head on to Twitter, follow us at third and goal show and then send us a dm with the answer to this simple question which quarterback had the most passing yards in the 2020 regular season send your answer on a dm to us on twitter and um if you get it right you'll get your invitation and you can join us in the third and goal guillotine leagues next year Brilliant. Moving on to the final part. Regrettably, and I'll say that's probably both me and Rob think the same on this, but regrettably, Dan has won both of these so far. I'm going to tell you why. Dan has oh. the most Twitter hands. He just votes <laughs> There, There is no sabotage at play, guys. <laughs> so, so I'm going to ask a question today. He said, I have to answer last and you three get the chance to answer first. Uh, Still all the best ones. We need to review last week's first, don't we? So last week's was Aaron Jones. Debate around whether or not um, Aaron Rodgers stays at the Packers. But Aaron Jones is out of contract and we asked where he may well end up next season. Fred said the Jets. I said the Dolphins. Rob said the Patriots. Um, Nobody lumped on for him staying at the Packers. I think the emergence of AJ Dillon late in the year but paid to that one, I think. Not even any comments, were there, on that? No. Uh, John, John Cartwright, our Chiefs guest, did say, I think the Packers should try and keep him. But if the money doesn't work, then I reckon Arizona will move him rather than extend Kenyon Drake. Okay. Mm. There's options, right? There's options for him. Um, but I will move the public spoke. Uh, and the public overwhelmingly, unsurprisingly, <laughs> um, favoured the Dolphins, as as I suggested that that would that would sit him quite nicely in that offense. Uh, young struggling QB, whether or not he's there next year, we'll get on to. There's a little point for our Dolphin listeners to moan about, but um, having a experienced running back as good as Aaron Jones will certainly help out whoever the quarterback is, Fitzpatrick. Uh, um, so this week, um, I'm going to go last. You guys are going to answer first. And I want to know, of the 54 Super Bowls there's been, 30 of them, Super Bowl MVPs, have been won by QBs. It's 56%. Seven in the last 10 have been won by quarterbacks. The odds are, this one's going to be won by a quarterback, especially with the two that we have on the field. So the question is, which non-quarterback is most likely to win the Super Bowl MVP in this game this week? Rob, you can go first, seeing as you keep worrying us still answers off your stuff. I keep what? 
you can moan the other week, I stole your answer and so on. So you go first. No complaints, no defence next week when you lose again. I take it away. <clears throat> I've got complaints now because I've got two options. I don't know which one to pick. Um, I am going to go Travis Kels. Good. Ciao. We've lost Fred. No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. He's thinking. <laughs> he thinks really quietly, doesn't he? <laughs> mm. I'm ready to go. Tyreek Hill. Ammo. Them two have picked the really obvious ones, mate. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I've got two. <clears throat> I'm going to I'm gonna stick with that. I'm going to go with Evans. I Touchdown think Evans, for it. Well, I think he might double up. He did last time. So there's a chance that not only he's going to get one, he'll get two. And I think if he's not going to be a quarterback, it's going to be someone who's going to score enough. My other one as an outsider would be Matthew, the honey badger. Mm-hmm. Just because he's, he's, he could, anything could happen. But I bet he's probably quite low on the uh, record. So it's uh, an IDP. The honey badger, Tara Matthew. You are, for me, you are closer with that guess, sir. But I've said how the... This game won't be won by offense since it'll be won by which defense has the biggest impact. Last time Tampa won the Super Bowl, uh, well, the only time Tampa won the Super Bowl, um, it was won by Dexter Johnson, a safety, for his two interceptions in the game. It's going to be another Buccaneers defensive player. It's still water by defense, and it's going to be won by Devin White. Sacks coming in, fumbles coming in. Maybe an interception. We shall see. But we'll put that out to the public. I reckon one of you guys can sort that out. And uh, we'll uh, see if I'm right again. Just on Devon White, I've Go on. found a nice little prop angle. Go on. Uh, it's, on it's only on Betfair, what I've seen so far. So if you, I'm sorry if you haven't got Betfair. But he is the player to record the most tackles and assists in the Super Bowl. It's at evens. Evens. This is a man 15 that in the last game. 15, like, is projected to have ten and, uh, over ten, 10 and a half. No one else is anywhere near him. I think that is a slight mistake. But it's a defensive player props. Player to record the most tackles assists, Devon White's at evens. Ridiculous price. If you can get that, get it. Right. Well, guys, thank you very much uh, for listening. Dan, Rob and Ammo, thank you very much for being here. Anyone have any last thoughts before we close up today? Go Chiefs. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was a cheap shot, even for you. I was teeing up for it, to be fair. Um, Sorry, I hope the weather doesn't spoil it. Yeah, I saw that earlier about like the, the threat of rain and and things like that. 75% chance of rain and cold. and We'll take it. We'll take it. We run the ball better than them. Mahomes can't run. He's going to be slipping everywhere on that bad toe. You know. <laughs> Sue's going to be up there. I'm sure he'll get a little stud on the top of his toe. That'll teach him a lesson. <laughs> well, on that lovely note, um, thank you very much for listening. Cheers, Bye. Fred. Bye, guys.